Terror on the Air presents Out There in the Sky. This otherworldly tale will have you wondering whether what you see is really what is there. Join us, won't you? And remember, keep your volume turned up for terror. Stop it. <laughs> now it's only you, the moon, and the road from here on out. Now, unfortunately, the only way this is going to work, this story, is if I provide some narration. I don't say so much out loud when I'm driving, which, I mean, how many people do? So I will accompany you for the ride while you accompany me for the ride. Sorry! thinking driving like that. I shouldn't have been so reckless. There was no reason I couldn't have waited for that train. I guess at that moment I felt like, like I needed a win. Like I needed to beat something. Me. Beat something. Something for once that was not me. And no, no, I do not want this to sound like some pity party. I hated parties. Especially my own. No, even more so the ones I had to throw. For him. That was my job. One of them anyway. But I only got paid for one. And boy, did I pay dearly for it. Believe you me. I drove just enough over the speed limit so if a cop sneaked up behind me, they didn't think I was driving at the speed limit so as not to arouse suspicion. That makes sense, doesn't it? I didn't then. Then I was still fooling myself that I didn't have something to hide. 
But these things don't make sense, do they? When they're happening right under you? Sew enough thread into a thing, and soon enough you don't remember where you started. I knew it wasn't finished yet. The thing. I knew I wasn't finished yet. I knew I had to keep driving. There were so many more miles to go. I wasn't tired, though. Yeah, I may have been crying, but some things have to hurt before they become exciting, so... For better or for worse, I was on an adventure. I couldn't stray, of course. I couldn't veer off, of course. Not a turn. I knew my destination. But I didn't know what I was in store for. Strange, and more than just a little disconcerting. I reached for my phone when I was struck with the realization my phone was in the trunk. I didn't work anyway, just muscle memory. Reaching for that phone, weird how that works, right? I haven't mentioned something I'd seen earlier, but really hadn't noticed up until then. Something was following me, out there, in the sky. I thought it was the reflection of the moon bouncing off the car, but there were two of them. Sometimes small, sometimes larger. But no more the size of a small screw. Two screws. Loose in the clouds, like two eyes. You'd think I could have a screw looser too in my mind. Every so often a street light leaning over the highway would pass by, and they'd go away. And after a while, when my mind was just about to settle on something else, they'd return. You may have noticed I haven't really revealed too much about myself. And maybe it's because from a very young age, I had always wanted to disappear. This was my chance to, too. Me, this car, this moon, this road, and those lights. Those screwy little lights. Their eyes on the prize. I didn't know what they were. A plane? A satellite of some sort? Maybe angels. But I took them as a sign. I did. I took them as a sign I was heading in the right direction. Crab habit. I know, I know, I know. And I know I talked about some guy not too long ago. I'm letting you know I haven't forgotten. I'll have you know I have a really good memory. One of those memories that people who need to remember all these things all the time go on and on and on about having. You know, over their fence to a neighbor or next to someone you're sitting next to at a bar, but you know. I shouldn't criticize people who go on and on about anything. (laughs) What's been the last ten or so minutes but exactly just that, right? Ah, Diane. Look at you changing the subject again. The him. Oh. The him. 
There's a lot of he's in this world. You know, you can go through a lot of he's. And they can all be nice. Safe. You can run a good streak. Until you meet yourself a him. What is a him, you ask? Him is what you math to a co-worker while you point behind your hand. Him is what you utter under your breath when you grab onto both sides of the toilet and throw up. I couldn't tell if it was a man or a woman. What? Might be some small random radio station out there somewhere. A signal bleeding through. Maybe a CB radio cutting in. I guess I didn't turn it off the last time and I forgot I turned up the volume when all I was hearing was silence. I turned the radio off completely after that. I'm surprised I didn't scare myself straight off the road and into a ditch around here. And there they were again, those lights. Making sure I was safe was my thinking. Safe. I've never told anyone this, but my earliest memories have always felt like they were there before I was born. I can't even ask you if that makes sense, but... But it makes sense to me. I remember being so, so, so young and sensing something wasn't right about being around people. It wasn't that people scared me. It wasn't a fear, and it was more than a feeling. I honestly can't tell you what it was exactly. <laughs> How convenient, right? <laughs> okay, I'll try. Okay, so I guess the closest thing I can think of is that sensation you get when you're losing your recollection of the dream you just had while you wake up from the night before. But then later on in the day, a sliver of the dream gleams bright in your mind just for a second. When I was that young, that's what it was. That's how those memories visited me. And they haven't visited me for a very, very long time now. Shoot. Choice words when the police are pulling you over. Shoot. Is everything okay, officer? Is everything okay? Fine. Fine. Fine, fine. You're not wearing a uniform. I am not. But you're a cop. I am a man of the law, ma'am, yes. Is there a badge you can show me? There is. May I see it? You may. Not much difference it'll make. You won't be able to tell me if it's fake or not. You have a point there. Where are you headed? I couldn't tell you. Because you don't know? You don't want to tell me. Now if I told you, how would you know if I'm lying or not? 
Did I do something wrong, officer? It's really dark out here, save for the moon. It's been following me. What has? Well, the moon. So have I. What? Been following you. So we have that in common. Think we're good here? We are? Then thank you, officer. You have yourself a good night. Stay awake now. Sorry, that's odd. I could have sworn I turned it off. Has it been the same for... Hello? Hello? Where on earth did he go? Where did he go? It's like he... He just vanished. Vanished. Hello? Like the way that sliver vanishes. That sliver of a dream... And just as I was about to throw my car into drive, in my rearview mirror, those lights, those lights in the sky, they were back again. And then a familiar voice began to speak to me. It came out of the radio. It was my husband's Richard. And as crazy as that sounds, my husband was dead. Hang in there, Diane. We'll be back for the second act of Out There in the Sky, right after a word from our sponsor. Again? You've got to be kidding me. (sighs) I'm sorry, listeners. Every week we don't have a sponsor, I don't get my bonus. Voices like mine aren't cheap, you know. But for now, let's get back to the second act of Out There in the Sky. I couldn't believe this was happening. Where am I? My Richard. His voice. Where am I? There. There on the radio. I almost crashed into the car next to me. I... I should have pulled over. I don't know why I didn't. For some reason, I kept driving. Richard? Is that... Is that... Really you? I don't know. I... I don't know. I don't know where I am. How, how can I hear you, but I can't see you? Diane, it's dark. How is this happening at all? Don't be afraid. Tell me where you are. Well, I'm... I'm driving right now. You didn't just hear me almost crash? And I am afraid. Okay. Okay, let's calm down and think things rationally. So, firstly, how are you hearing me? Really, you are on the radio. The radio? What the hell am I doing on the radio? Maybe you could just be, just be in my head. But uh, I know I'm me. So how 
could that be? This is madness, Diane. This is absolute madness. What happened to me? I can't feel my body. You don't remember then. What don't I remember? What do you remember? I remember our wedding. <laughs> I remember a lot of things. But what I don't remember is how I got stuck in your radio! Richard? Richard, are you there? Richard? Between the eyes in the sky that appear and disappear behind me, and my dead husband playing DJ from beyond the grave, this drive has turned into some kind of sci-fi episode of an old radio show my parents might have listened to when they were young. I had to keep going, though. I had to get where I was going. Nothing was going to stop me. I knew what I was supposed to do. I'd gotten this far already. Come to think of it, I've always been haunted. Haunted by my birth. Haunted by those dreams. Haunted by a life that could have been. Haunted by those lights. Haunted by that cop. Haunted by my husband. But all this driving, all this driving was supposed to drive away these hauntings. But what I've come to realize is that this drive is about collecting up all these hauntings together. And finally come to terms with the fact that I may be something of a lightning rod for lunacy. Something the moon and I seem to have in common. What? You gotta be kidding me! You want me to lose my mind, but I won't! You will not win, you hear me? I am stronger than you think! And I've made it this far, and as long as there's gas left in my tank, I will cross the finish line! I will win! This win is mine, and mine alone! And here I said I don't normally talk to myself. But there is nothing normal about what's going on. Nothing. I looked to the sky outside my window and the moon had disappeared. It's so dark I couldn't tell if the sky had swallowed my lunar friend or if some stormy clouds had moved in again, blocking the night's nightlight. There was thunder. There was lightning, obviously, but there wasn't any rain. Even as I was driving as fast as I was, it felt calm, like it wasn't even there. As if I was driving through a tunnel with no air. Funny enough, my wheels felt like they weren't even spinning against the road. <coughs> was I levitating? There you are. What are you talking about? Oh, is that right? Is that right? What, have you been following me? No, I have not been following you. Look at this ass. For Christ's sake, this is nonsense. Oh, is that right? What is this? <laughs> You're a ridiculous person. I cannot believe I'm 
Another cop, I supposed. Couldn't be the one from before, though. I'd driven through several counties by now. I knew to pull over and turn my engine off, so I did. I'm sorry, was I... Hello? Hello? This was becoming a cruel cosmic joke of some sort, and jokes weren't something I was accustomed to. See, that him I spoke of earlier wasn't what you call a funny man. The parties I'd throw were more somber affairs. Or rather, they'd turn somber, like a funeral. Some people conduct their lives as if they were attending their own funerals every single day. I feel sorry for the dead for having to listen to these people whining over their graves. This is ludicrous. Just forget it, Diane. Just keep driving. I'd heard that sound before. That wasn't a siren. That was that sound from the radio. Before my... And I can't believe I'm saying this. My dead husband started communicating with me through the radio. So you'd think I should be freaking out more. But strange things have always followed me in my life. Strange things were my friends. If things weren't strange then, I would think I was losing my mind. And okay, so by now you're thinking, Oh, the big reveal is that this him is my husband. But you guys would have figured that out. Give me a little more credit than that. I do apologize to you for holding out on something like this. Ugh. You think I was trying to be clever. But I wasn't. It's just how I categorize things in my mind. I also partition. Compartmentalize. Anyway. That him... was my father. And I call him him. I play the pronoun game because he doesn't deserve to be recognized as a person. He was a monster. A lawman. Not that all lawmen were monsters, but this one was. Straight from a dragon's lair. A protector, yes, but of citizens. And I wasn't a citizen in his mind. I was a servant. A loser. And that's why this drive... I'm going is my time to win. It's my time to realize my dreams. What now? What was that? I thought it was thunder. Out here in the middle of nowhere, a boom like that seems like it travels for miles in every direction all around you. But it wasn't thunder. It was those lights. Those lights grew closer and closer, brighter and brighter. 
Richard? Diane, listen to me. I don't know what's happening. But something tells me you're in trouble. Did you do something wrong? Are you not being fully honest with me? Richard, do you hear that? Do you hear that sound? I've heard it before. some nightmare we're sharing. Maybe we're back in bed. Our feet touching. You snoring softly. You snoring loudly. Sure. <laughs> so tell me. You really don't remember. Diane, please. Okay. All right. I caught you with another woman, Richard. You lied to me. The out of this world conclusion of Out There in the Sky will return after this brief interlude from our sensationally spooky studio orchestra. Remember, keep your volume turned up to terror. I mean, did I have to remind you? I think not. Boom was no thunder. No lightning. I almost can't make out the road, let alone scour the skies for my screwy little nightlight friends flying behind me. Keeping your peepers a peepin'. Keeping me safe, as I've said. And all at once, a vision struck me, cracked right through my forehead. I took it well. I kept my hands on the wheel. But then another strike. Then another, like when I was a child. Different, though. They'd never come all at once. 
one after another. They'd come at times, now I remember, when certain special moments would arise in my life. But these visions, I couldn't make out. They were more like sensations in the way I described before, long ago, back miles and miles away. Ahead of me though, maybe a quarter mile down, a red light of some sort approached slowly as I'd reduced my speed by half. There was a car attached to that light. It was off on the side of the road. I slowed to a crawl as I came upon it. And then I braked, right next to it, so I could see into the driver's seat. Dad? My father. There, in the car. But he was younger. Younger like when I was younger. Dad, can you hear me? He was facing forward, but I knew that profile anywhere. That chin, the bump in his nose, his long sideburns, and that mustache. He remained still, though, not acknowledging my presence. Some things never change. Why can't you hear me? I pull off the road in front of him and step out of my car. As I ran up on my dad's car... Dad! He'd gone from sitting facing ahead to folded over limp outside the driver's side window. Broken glass everywhere. A bullet hole on the side of his head. I didn't hear a shot. (laughs) The red light on the hood still flashing. Still rotating around, it turned the road red, out here, where there were no street lights. I couldn't tell if that was engine oil or my father's blood on the ground. I stepped closer and discovered the gun was in his hand. Those booms weren't thunder. They were gunshots. One gunshot, over and over again. One gunshot, one bullet. The one that killed my father, a man of the law, sitting in his undercover car. But it wasn't real. It was a sliver, a gleam. Me crying out there, it was what I was told. But it was a memory of the thing. My father abandoned me. He treated me like a slave because a mother I never knew ran out on him. Abandoned him. I'd never pulled over. I'd never actually seen my dad's patrol car. I was still driving. Damn right I was. And just then the night around me went white like someone kicked over a big can of white paint. That foreign sound returned, and this time, it began changing. The sound was familiar. What it was changing into? Something we've heard in those movies, those kind of TV shows. The static returned, too. A cacophony of sound enveloped the world around me. Talk about a college sentence, no? 
I looked up at my rearview mirror and saw that I was young again. A teenager. And it felt like I was driving for the first time by myself. That first time. I remember it so clearly now. What I hadn't remembered was it was night. And as I was about to close the door and get in, I looked up and saw two lights. Two small lights. I thought they were from a plane, but they didn't move. And as suddenly as I saw them, they were gone. Back in my car now, I found myself in the back seat. My father was driving. He reached back and made sure my seatbelt was tight. I looked down and saw my tiny hands. I couldn't have been more than two years old. And I can remember now it was night then too. And those lights, those lights were there following us. That's why I wasn't freaking out. They had always been there. It wasn't strange to me. It was comforting. I told you from the beginning, didn't I? Hang in there, Diane. Hang in there. I kept repeating that over and over because I was almost there. My destination. I had no address, but I knew where I was going. I'd be there before the sun came up. Pretty good gas mileage, right? I recommend the car. If only they'd sponsored the show tonight. <laughs> it wasn't too far now. I'd come a long, long way to get here. I knew I was moving, but the white light around me kept me from knowing if I was on the road or not. I can't explain it. And I've explained a lot. At least I've sure chatted your ears off for certain. And kudos to anyone who's made it this far with me. I needed you. Like I needed those lights. Like I needed my father. Like I needed my husband, who betrayed me. Who betrayed me like my father had. If I had a gun, I'd fire it straight through that radio. Silence my husband forever. But I didn't need a gun then. I didn't need anyone anymore. I'd won. Getting here. Arriving here. It was right here. We were here. The white light whisked itself away like a red cape in front of a bull revealing the night. This. The present evening. Still intact. Where was I, you ask? I'll tell you. But just don't ask me why I had to drive here. Face it. There are mysteries in this life that will remain mysteries no matter how much you look for answers. I'm ready now. stretch of highway remained my car and only my car I had gone home and home was with those lights
Hmm, the engine's still on. It's locked on this side. This side, too. Let's check the trunk, maybe. Ugh, that's a makeshift body bag if I ever saw one. Want me to open it? Go ahead. Ah, oh, Christ. Is that the driver? It makes no sense. That's... that's a phone in his hand. And he's all slashed up to hell. What the hell happened? I don't know. Maybe it's just one of those things, really. What things? Those things we'll never figure out. Thank you for joining us for Terror on the Airs Out There in the Sky. We hope you come back next week for another tale of mystery, magic, and of course, terror. We'd like to thank Paula Barros for a performance unlike anything this world has ever heard. Paula? <laughs> I'd like to thank the makers of Terror on the Air for an unforgettable experience. One I won't be likely to forget in this world or the next. Just remember, keep your volume turned up for terror. Terror.